Hi, I'm Stephen Ray, host of the Spiritual Hipster Podcast. I started this podcast because I noticed a growing number of millennials were beginning to identify as spiritual versus religious. So, every Wednesday, I hope that you will take a listen and hopefully be inspired. And most of all, I hope that you will begin to live spirituality on your terms. Welcome to the Spiritual Hipster Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first installment of the Spiritual Hipster Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Ray. And yes, you all, you are in for a treat. I have an amazing guest that's coming on to the show today, and I'm ready for you all to enjoy her story, her spiritual journey, and all of the above. But before we get into the show, there are a couple things that I want to make sure that we get across to you before we get into the meat of the show. So first things first, social media. Let's talk about it. Are you following us? Are you liking us? Let me tell you how you can do so if you're not. If you're on Facebook, please go on and click the like button once you search for The Spiritual Hipster Podcast. You will join a community of spiritual hipsters who are all in for this particular podcast. Secondly, please follow us on Instagram. We're on there as The Spiritual Hipster. Also, if you're on SoundCloud, please do so and follow us. You can also comment on the episodes. Let us know what's resonating with you, what's sticking with you, what points of the conversations that we're having on the show are really, really making sense for you. And lastly, if you're like me and you listen to podcasts on iTunes, yes, we're on iTunes as well. I want you to do one thing for me. Subscribe. I'm lying. Two things. <laughs> Subscribe as well as rate this podcast five stars and tell everyone else on there how much you're enjoying the content on this show. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, I want to move on to the next segment of the show. So with every episode, you will have the opportunity to speak to your soul. And how, you might ask? I have a section for you. It's called the spiritual soul speak message and this week's soul speak message comes directly from Brene Brown she says authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are and if I can tell you anything about today's guest that's coming on the show she's all about living an authentic life so you might ask who is Dr. Eve Hudson Well, get ready for her elevated pitch. She describes herself as someone who empowers audiences to create their best life and be their most authentic self through inspirational speaking, life design consulting, and podcasting. So without further ado, spiritual hipsters, please welcome to the show my dear friend and our first guest ever, Dr. Eve Hudson. Dr. Eve is in the house. How are you? I'm here. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm excited because you are my first guest and I'm I don't know what to I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm honestly honored that you called me and had 
have me, you know, break the ice with this. So this is exciting. Thank you. Yeah. So, all right. I want to, like, let the people know how we know each other. And, you know, before we get into the um, the whole spiritual hipster talk segment of our show, um, we go back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 2005? Yes. Yeah. Shaw University. Shout out to the alma mater. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was a... Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So at Shaw University, that's where we met. What were you studying? concentration but I ended up um, focusing on journalism okay okay and you know talk to us about like um, where you where you went afterwards and the things that you kind of been through to to get to where you are right now nice so during uh, my time through undergrad I did mass communications thinking that I would be a radio host okay and it was my ultimate goal to become a radio host so I could speak to the masses. I was really um, convinced that that would be my way to inspire people often. And it made a lot of sense to me that I that I did a mass communications degree. Uh, if I could go back and do it again, I wouldn't change anything, except I'd probably pick up uh, something like sociology or psychology because I love people. And so my blend of, of interests have always been to inspire and to help and to develop people. It's always been a natural go-to for me. And so when I left uh, from Shaw University and I went down to Mississippi, um, shout out to the Deep South, <laughs> I uh, went to work at a math and science school and I was essentially working in housing at a high school that was on a college campus. Uh, it was really awesome for me and it was a really good fit and it still reminded yeah. me of college um, in the sense that I could still help students because I always loved helping my peers. Yes. And when I would look at you know things that I wanted to do after school, the radio thing uh, didn't really sit with me because it wasn't that helping people wow. um, thing that I was able to do. And it's like, well, journalism. So I was like, well, I could still write about it. So that's why I focused on <laughs> journalism rather than the radio because it was really about how can I do something to really help inspire through writing or speaking people? Yeah. Um, the math and science school experience was really great for me, and that developed my interest uh, for wanting to go into student affairs and higher education. Yeah. And I also wanted so badly to go back to my alma mater, Shaw, mm -hmm. and to be president one day. So that's really the, the thing that on in the future set off my desire to um, reach for a PhD because that was never part of the picture. Yeah. Uh, but I did end up going to get my student affairs degree uh, from the University of Southern Mississippi. And my program ended up leading me to my PhD program in higher education administration. Uh, but over the years, I mean, I would even go back as far as, again, college. I was helping a lot of my peers. Then I got to MSMS and I was helping all of my students. And then I started working in higher education. And I noticed this theme kept coming up. I was really good at helping figure, people figure out what they want to do with their life and more, yeah. more specifically college students. Um, working in housing, working in Greek life, working in a number of you know, minority affairs. I, I did a lot during my time um, as a student, as a professional, um, as a grad student, that's what I'm saying, through my research. But something that really 
kept pulling at me was I just really wanted to help people figure it out. Yeah. And so um, fast forwarding, I got to a place where the conviction to um, hide from what, what I, was I was supposed to be doing was so much stronger than that to stay comfortable. And that's the moment when I yeah. know I knew I needed to jump, but not just that. I felt like, well, I felt like there were a number of things happening in my life that were happening because I needed to make the transition. Yeah. And what I mean by that, um, I would say spiritual things, physical things, mental things, emotional things, because I was out of alignment. And I had a more specifically gone to a conference back in May where I did this life design catalyst training. Mm -hmm. And in that, that was all geared on learning how to help students live their best life. Mm -hmm. um, more or less, what do you major in? What do you do after college? Right. But it was so much bigger for me. And I was like, man, I've, I've got to do it. So I was going to plan on doing it. Um, Ed is coaching, some coaching in the life designing on the side. And one day I was like, I got to do it all. I, yeah. I can't stay <laughs> in one place um, to do what it is I feel like I need to do. And so I literally jumped. Uh, I had no plans and at all. And I was wow. really going to take a year off from working full time and just take some time and figure some stuff out too. But I also knew that was a jump for me. And so I spent a couple of months kind of relaxing and, and getting myself together, for lack of better words. And then this this Dr. E, the purpose professor, really began to form. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of how I got to where I am. I just allowed um, the path to reveal itself to me. Yeah. And I let the universe give me what I needed. And it was like, boom. And when I got it, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that your whole platform, the purpose professor, I mean, I, I look at that and I'm like, wow, I, I, I have never thought of something like that. And, I, and it's so crazy because I think that folks in our generation and generations to come are always wrestling with this concept of who am I? What is my purpose? And I think you're standing in that in that uh, in that gap. And I think that what you have coined yourself to be right um, is totally in alignment of like this higher ed meets kind of uh, life, at, 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 like real life. Absolutely. Yeah. It is actually it's my love for education and teaching and mentoring that I crafted um, this name, The Purpose Professor, because before I was going by Dr. Eve and my tagline was walking life and academics together. Mm -hmm. And I was using uh, my nonprofit organization, the Resilient Scholars Foundation, mm -hmm. as my means to just helping students. And then I was like, wait, it's bigger than that. Yeah. The, world is, the world is my university. The world is my classroom. Mm. The world is my space to make a difference, to teach people how to live in alignment. And I'm like, you know, you've always wanted to be a professor. And I was like, well, is this Dr. E thing the easy way to call yourself a professor? I'm like, no, because even if I was not a doctor, I would still be a professor because I am, uh, I want to say knowledgeable in purpose work. I've been trained in purpose work. Yeah. Um, I have the resources to continue to do purpose work. And purpose work is really um, what you make it, like the approach is always different for each individual. Mm -hmm. Mine is really about living intentionally. Mine is really about teaching people how to look at their lives and see those missing pieces and bring them together so they can be more fulfilled in what yes. they're doing. But that's still purpose. 
because what I'm finding with um, audiences that I've worked with, with individuals who I continue to coach, is that when they start to fall into alignment, their career choices start to make sense too. Mm. And it becomes clear to them about what they want to do. Um, but everybody's at a different place. So how right. I may approach purpose work is different, but everybody's my student. And I say everybody, every person in my audience yeah. is my student. And it's my opportunity to teach them something. And so really, that's how I see it. And it just, it blends. It's a So it is a great blend. I'm glad you caught that. Yeah. It's been exciting because it makes the work fun for me. Right. Um, it's not a day that goes by that I'm like, I don't want to do this. Sometimes I'm like, was this crazy? <laughs> but I never feel like this is something that I didn't want to do. Yeah. So let's get into the spiritual hipster talk, right? I want to know when you first had this encounter with spirituality, right? And and what was that like and how? <laughs> so I laugh because my first encounter with even the thought of spirituality yeah. was ironically I want to say maybe my third or fourth drive back to Mississippi from having visited home. Mm-hmm. And I, and I laugh at it being Mississippi because I'm in the deep South yeah. where, you know, there's a church on every corner. Mm-hmm. And um, here I was, I entertained the idea of no longer being a religious being, but being spiritual. Yeah. Um, the awakening happened. <laughs> 10 hour <laughs> drive will give you so much time to think. And, um, I don't know what happened in particular. I can't tell you like the thought that set it off, but I remember thinking, oh my gosh, all my life I've been taught that my religion is right and other people's way of of believing is wrong. Mm -hmm. But then I've been taught not to judge other people and, and that I love people who are different religions. So if that's the case, am I a hypocrite? And then I realized um, later, because I didn't do all my history, but I realized that Christianity wasn't the oldest religion, and then that shook my foundation. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know any better for a very long time, because spirituality um, was always in me, but then religion was given to me as a child. Right. And right. so I never questioned it because it was a part of me and my traditions, but the day I had a thought about loving my Muslim friends, loving my Buddhist friends, loving my atheist friends, um, is the re- the day I realized that religion didn't fit, mm-hmm. um, not for me, and that spirituality was something that, okay, well, how do you believe? You know, what do you believe? Yeah. And it was like, I know I believe in something, so I got to figure out what this thing is <laughs> because my Christianity has condemned too many people, right. and um, it caused me to kind of shy away a little bit um, from. I don't know, from religion for a while, mm. and to begin a spiritual path. Yeah. Um, and I say a spiritual path as in what does it mean for me to still have faith? Uh, but I began to become a very confused person when it came to religion mm-hmm. and spirituality. But I realized that spirituality is so much greater than religion, and that's not to say that religion is bad by any means. Yeah. And When I say so much greater is that spirituality is truly that divine connection that Christianity yeah. teaches us to have. Yeah. And so the light bulb finally came on to me that it was finding my ways, and we'll probably, you know, touch on it, but talk, talking about practices, yeah. things that helped me to stay grounded. Um, so, yeah, I was in the car drive, headed to Mississippi. 
thinking one day, it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Wow. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, so a follow-up question. Like, do you, and you don't have to have a, a name for it, right? Um, but I'm asking just in case you do. Um, it, are, is there an identity name that you've assigned? What's, like, what's your spiritual identity? Like, what do you define that as? Like, like God? Yeah, sure. I mean, do you, do you, I guess I'm getting, like, getting at, do you, are you rooted in particular uh, spiritual or religious practice or, like, where, where does your kind of origin come from? Nice. So, um, <laughs> and, you know, in spite of the story that I just told you, Christianity is still mm-hmm. where I found a foundation, where I find a foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a thing that, to be candid, makes me feel secure. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I haven't been a church church goer in years, but Christianity, there's something about how it teaches you to live in a way that you can understand and comprehend. Yeah. Um, so I do fall to Christianity for my understanding of life mm-hmm. in the world and my, my being. But I have, I guess as many of the new religions have done, I've adapted it to be um, suitable for what I believe. Yeah. And and to, to resonate better with me. Because um, I did look at other religions mm-hmm. thinking that maybe I would convert religions. Yeah. And I'm like, again, if Christianity isn't the oldest one, what's the oldest one? Be that. That's the one that's most accurate. But really, there's things beyond Buddhism, you know, yeah. that um, ancient practices that we may never fully understand um, because it's so, so old. So um, I believe in God, absolutely believe in God. I've never questioned if I believed in God. Mm-hmm. It's um, always been the question about what do I believe about religion because religion is very this structured um, thing that mm-hmm. makes everything right or wrong. Um, but everything is right and wrong. So yeah. it's really falling in line with that thing that resonates most with you. And for me, it still ends up being Christianity um, because of, again, how it teaches you to live. Yeah, okay. So my next question for you is how does your spirituality like influence your everyday life? Um, I would separate the two if you if you desire to from your personal and professional, but they might blend if if that's the case for you, but I would like to see the distinction if that is the case. Um, They very well blend. I can tell you that when I was working the traditional nine to five, they were very separate. Mm. But now Mm -hmm. that I am in entrepreneurship, they're very, very blended because um, essentially I am my business. Yeah, yeah. And so, if I can touch on before, religion to me didn't really play a, a really large role in my professional life mm-hmm. because all of that was off of skill and training. Mm-hmm. The thing that influenced my professional life when it came to even like spirituality even um, was having a belief that where I was is where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my personal life, Religion and spirituality, because I'm going to put them together right now, then I'll okay. come back and separate them. Religion and spirituality um, has really been the foundation for me to be grounded, for me to stay motivated through hard times, 
for me to be able to continue to feel good about my life and trust that everything is okay. Uh, the thing that I ended up learning about myself as it pertained to religion and spirituality was that it was that common motivating factor for me to not give up on life. Right, right. But fast forwarding into entrepreneurship, um, I don't see where religion and spirituality, or not religion and spirituality, I don't see where spirituality and and my well-being as a professional and as a personal, you know, on my personal journey, how they are much different because I need it all to go together. Yeah. There is no separation of self. Yeah. And so as a spiritual being, um, it's, again, being in alignment with myself and the universe and all the things around me. Um, if I'm off at all, everything is off. Mm -hmm. It's not just... Mm -hmm. Oh, my personal life and oh, my professional life. Right. You know, one doesn't suffer; it all suffers. Yeah. And so, spirituality now is a thing, especially faith. Faith is so big for me. Mm. So big. The, the just the faith in the unknown, the faith in, and again, I am where I'm supposed to be in every aspect of my life. Yeah. Not just in my professional life. And so, it's a thing that um, I look to spirituality to stay emotionally well. Um, mentally well to keep myself checked and to know that I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, if that's a good way to explain what I'm saying, as I'm, I'm as a professional, I'm not okay. If I'm not okay as a individual, uh, if my spirituality is ever out of alignment, because everything is about alignment, and that's something that I now understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so as you as you were talking, I was thinking about also your your current work that or your tour that you're on um and i want you to talk about that a little bit because i think um a lot of what you are doing on your tour is it seems very very spiritual um and connected to the spirit realm so if you can talk about just what that tour is about um and then how and spirituality influences what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Um, the Purpose and Healing Tour I'm doing with uh, one of my partners from Shaw University. Her name is Debbie. Shaw you. She's an author. <laughs> and the whole point of the tour was really, the whole point of the tour was to empower individuals to mm -hmm. um, heal from past afflictions mm -hmm. and to resolve that hurt and then to go forward in, in learning how to create their best lives. Um, it is my absolute belief that your life is based on your choices and that the power to live well lies within you. And so in the purpose aspect of this tour, something that I focus on is getting individuals to see the patterns in their life mm -hmm. and to identify those things that they naturally gravitate to. And so you mentioned purpose being a very spiritual work. It is. Mm -hmm. I realized that I couldn't, I couldn't tell somebody what their purpose was. I'm not a prophet, mm. but I can help people see patterns in their life, yeah. how they're spending their time, mm -hmm. what they're doing day to day, what things continue to be off, and to help them realign themselves. But then to move further, because um, I don't get to do it all with with our tour because it's just not enough time to do it. 
But then the next step um, that we would go deeper into is getting people to see for themselves what they're here for. Right. Because a part of purpose is knowing that you are absolutely here for a reason. Mm. And how you live, going back to living with intention, how you live speaks to that thing. Right. So once I learned that I was put on this earth to inspire people, and I'm like, well, I've known this is like high school. <laughs> I'm supposed <laughs> to inspire people. Like, but how, how do you do it? Right. And even to tell somebody when I was in college that I wanted to be a motivational speaker or an inspirational speaker, it's kind of like, that's not the beaten path. So go one way or the other way, but uh, no, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I came back around to this. I really did. It never left me, though. Never, ever left me. Mm. And so it was a matter of me starting to be intentional about how I lived, even in my work. Yeah. Realizing that there was always something greater that was there for me. I just had to dig into myself mm-hmm. and say, ignore it or pull it on out. Right. You know, right. You pull it out. You're going to have to be ready to own it. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to be ready to own the sacrifice. You're going to have to be ready to own all the responsibility that comes with putting yourself out there in this way. Yeah. But this is where that faith thing comes back. I believe so greatly in God. I believe that, and this goes back to my Christian, you know, identity, that there is something greater for me, you know, because that's what is is promised to me that God is going to take care of me. Right. And so in that, I was able to move forward and knowing that what I'm doing is not for me. Yeah. And my life has never been for me. It has been for the people who, I've been, or I am responsible for helping along the way. Yeah. And so that's just where I am. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's so important that you know that, right? That the work that you're doing, you're you're, you're tapping into spiritual things and coming into contact with people, you know, from all backgrounds. Um, yes. In, rather they know it or not or rather they subscribe to it or not the spiritual spiritual part of us right that's right. you're you're tapping into that and so Absolutely. to have that kind of awareness is i i feel important important to have well, i appreciate that and you know and i'll say this really quickly something that i've realized is that that moment that i had with spirituality mm-hmm. when i was driving the car that day yeah um it was much greater than what I thought that it was. Yeah. Not not because I abandoned a Christian abandoned Christianity because I didn't and I haven't abandoned Christianity. Again, I've modified how I practice, right? Mm-hmm. But I realized that opened me up to be able to do this work all these years later. Yeah. Because had I not been able to accept other religions yeah. and understand that there's something I can learn from every religion. Yes. There's no way <laughs> that I will be able to teach spiritual spirituality. Yes. Well, I'm not even teaching it, but to be able to be comfortable walking into that space yep. with people who are atheists, because even people who are atheists are still spiritual. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, there is still something that they can do and that they want to do with their life is figuring mm-hmm. it out, right? But it's yep. like, again, helping the greater good. What does it look like? Yep. Um, but even the belief in nothing is a belief in something. Yes. And so, <laughs> <laughs> but I believe that we absolutely have something on this earth to do. Um, Buddhist, Hindu, Christian, whatever you may be. Yeah. Based off what I've looked at, every religion teaches you that we're all here for a divine part, for a divine reason, right? Yeah. To do something great with our lives. Mm-hmm. And for me, why not 
spend some time figuring out what that is or trying to be the catalyst that helps you to see it for yourself so yeah. that you can enjoy your everyday. Yeah. Uh, not saying every day is perfect, but you should be able to find good in every single day. Yeah. And to be able to feel fulfilled in the work that you're doing. Meaningful work was everything. Mm. But that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> oh, listen, I was just like, who I need to contact to get me like an organ playing in the background? Because... <laughs> That was that was a word. Uh, <laughs> so I got another question for you. I wanted to ask you what what keeps you grounded? What are your spiritual practices? And if there's like a routine that you do or maybe not, um, what is what what does your spiritual practice look like? Um, definitely gratitude journaling. Yes. Yes. Explain what that is. As a as a spiritual practice. Uh But let me let me say to you this: the thing that I love about Christianity, or even what it's taught me over the years, Mm -hmm. is that you got to reflect, and you have to be, you have to know what you know, right? And so, gratitude journaling came to me as an idea a couple of years ago. And I saw people doing like 30 days of gratitude. I was like, oh, fun. Just acknowledging something that's good every day. But actually, there is scientific research that suggests that gratitude journaling mm-hmm. um, does even things on a, a physiological level to you. Because changing your thinking and your um, your way of being through gratitude journaling and recognizing good things, yeah. it actually increases happiness. Yes. And so oh I incorporated gratitude journaling, which... Um, depending on the season that I'm in, I might do it once a day. I might do it every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I might, you know, do it once a week. But writing down two or three things for which I'm grateful for, things that are happening in my life. Um, but then I look at, I look at this and I realize that gratitude journaling is like being taught to count your blessings. And so, seeing how the two kind of merge as a spiritual practice, I can talk to many people um, about gratitude journaling and not be offensive because to mm-hmm. be candid in in this business world you can choose who you work with and who you don't right. I want to work with everybody and yeah. I want to respect people's um backgrounds and their and their beliefs and so gratitude journaling just allows you to see the good in your life and I don't have to say oh count your blessings because really it's just different languages for all of it, right? Right. <laughs> would be to meditation, you know, through Buddhism would even tell you focus on the things that are good and the positive, right? Yeah. So it's all a different language. And so, again, spirituality becomes so much greater, so much that, again, gratitude journaling is one. I still pray. Mm-hmm. And I still pray to God because I believe that God is the head of my life. Right. And he's the one who guides me on this really weird journey that I'm on sometimes <laughs> because you know we don't know what's ahead but it's, it's nonetheless the journey and it's yeah. a great journey and I believe that um again in order to fulfill whatever promise that I've put, been put here on earth for that God is leading me in that and unlike feeling like unlike feeling like <laughs> uh being at a place in my life where I know that there's some something greater is really powerful for me yeah. And so I pray to God to continue to provide me with clarity and with peace for my life and in what I'm doing. And so between the gratitude journaling, between the prayer, um, every now and then meditation. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a meditation over the years. Again, I've looked 
that meditation and prayer is, is taking time to focus. Yeah. And so again, <laughs> how the religions are so similar um, that on a spiritual level, um, whatever whatever thing I need to do for that time is what I do. Yeah. And if I have to go back and read something encouraging, I reach for the Bible mm-hmm. because that's the thing I know I will find encouragement with and inspiration yeah. um, to continue to be a good person, a better person. Yeah. And so where I am. Yeah. You know, the, the gratitude piece, I did that resonates with me. Um, a couple months ago, I don't know what it was. It was something that was just, I mean, I heard the saying before, like, be grateful, right? Um, but you don't realize how much um, something like that can influence your life until you're kind of presented with challenges and it makes you think about how can you get through it, right? And Absolutely. and I went, I, I started, so for me, I listen to music a lot. And um, you know, I love NDRE. and her last project it it, that whole project she called it medicine and that it is truly that there's a song on there and it's called um give thanks and i last week i remember i was sitting at my desk doing some work for school and i just felt like so overwhelmed and then the first thing that went came to my mind was like, give thanks, give thanks. I turned that song on and I just immediately started to think about how grateful I am to be in this position, right? Um, and it totally changed my mood, my attitude towards uh, the position that I'm in right now. And everything just kind of shifted. And I, I remember just saying to myself, okay, take that moment <laughs> to be thankful whenever, you know, you're feeling a little pressured, you know. To, Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, that whole gratitude piece is something that is so key to life. Um, and I, I try to do the gratitude journaling um, all the time. Like, I... I would pull my journal out. And before, you know, we had conversations about me writing in my journal and not doing it consistently. I I get in there now and I just start journaling and and talking about that gratitude piece and the things that I'm thankful for. It could be the most simplest things, but just writing that out and really seeing where I am and how, you know, how much I have. It's it it does something. It does something. That's really interesting um, that you say that because when I started gratitude journaling, it opened up a whole new world of journaling for me. Mm. And um, I remember I did gratitude journaling uh, straight for thirty days mm. once. Yeah. And at the Ooh, end of the thirty days, like I had ninety things in my life for which I was grateful. And I was like, I have all this, and I can't tell you that I I did too many things uh, repeating. Yeah, And I took time to go back and read, and I'm like, man, so it just, it feels good, because we think life sometimes is so bad and so challenging. I mean, it can be, but that goes back to the point of your life is what you focus on, and how you <laughs> are on. is what you focus on. And so gratitude journal allowed me to focus more on the good and see the good, and mm-hmm. I noticed how 
that shift in perspective changed a lot about my world. Yeah. Because I was like, yo, life is actually good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have health and I have sight and I have all yes. my fingers. Like it's little things, but I um did a strengths finder okay. a while ago and one of my strengths is connectedness. Oh uh, uh, yeah, connectedness I can see that. that that I um learned later. <laughs> and it's so funny to me when I want to do training for this, um, I learned that connectedness is actually a spiritual strength mm. and it used to be called spirituality mm-hmm. but mm. it changed but connectedness is being able to see how all things connect yeah so even on the other level of spirituality and how i believe everything is connected to me right every religion religion is connected every person is connected the sun the grass the moon the sky mm. my feelings yeah to me it's all connected and it's finally accepting that yeah. That really helped me say, well, this is even a strength of mine. Like, really, wait a minute. So it's not. I'm not for play play with this. Spirituality is deep. Yeah. Because everything matters. Right. And to to be able to see it and recognize it and feel it, I think makes the experiences different for me. But it took again gratitude journaling to be able to see all the good and yeah. then realize, oh, it all comes together. <laughs> so. Fun stuff. Yeah. Oh man, we could talk about that all day. Like, yeah, I've definitely <laughs> um, over the years. That's just ha- that has been something that's been like slowly being crept into my life. But um, as I got to this particular stage in my life, um, you know, it, it's just it was been it's been thrown in my face. Absolutely. So, my last question to end the spiritual hipster talk. Um, what would you give as advice to someone seeking to be their highest self? Um, especially because, you know, you are the purpose professor. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to ask you that. That question is actually the easiest one. Mm -hmm. And my answer is explore. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know what you don't know. And once you do know, you become enlightened. Yeah. So the more you explore, the Mm -hmm. more enlightened you become. Yeah. And the more grounded you become in yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I, and I'm just going to admit this now, I was absolutely terrified to do this interview at first. What? Because (laughs) I didn't want to expose myself. Mm. And I didn't Mm. want to think that she's a fake phony Christian. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, well, is that what it is? Is because I've had such such trouble um, admitting that mm-hmm. I am, for lack of better words, a loose Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, that sounds bad, a loose Christian, <laughs> but not in that way. But no, but really, uh, that my spiritual beliefs are very very well shaped. Yeah. By all religious practices that I've come into and found something that resonates with me and I'm okay with that. And Mm. is it scary to put yourself out there and to say to maybe a whole population of people that, Hey, you've been lying this whole time. Mm -hmm. No, it's not that I've been trying to figure it out for a very long time, but I finally stopped trying to figure it out. And I just accepted what it was Mm. rather than, Authenticity. Try to, to explain it, right? Yeah. Because I am who I am and I believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. And if Christianity is right and Buddhism is right and Islam is right, 
um, if Judaism is right, to me it's all right mm-hmm. because it's a matter of what you believe. Right. And it's a matter of what helps you to find your spiritual path. Because even if you were to say, well, fake Christian, well, even within Christianity, how many denominations are there? Yeah. <laughs> and so everybody believes something in some kind of way. It's just defaulting to what grounds you. And for me, what grounded me um, was to find out there was something different. Mm-hmm. And to say, but when I think about safety and security, when I think about something I can come back to and feel feel okay, mm-hmm. I end up coming back to Christianity. Mm-hmm. I do think a part of it is because it's what I've had all of my life, and I'm okay with that. Right. Because I'm still open. Um, I went to once a Unitarian Universalist church, and I loved it mm-hmm. because every religion is welcome. Mm-hmm. And, and it put me in a place where, you know, there's still very Christian foundations with even in, in that, that, that space. Yeah. Um, but it's man, finding what you believe. So again, I say explore, explore because with exploration comes enlightenment. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that is exploring and, 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 and not being ashamed of that. Right. Because, I would hate to go through life and just accept everything as law, right? And everything yes. that someone tells me is the right thing. It could be opposite of that. But yes. I won't know that until I explore it and talk about it with other people. Um, so, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for for, for being vulnerable about this. Um, you know, because you put yourself out there despite the fear. Um, so thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's time. Time And, and really I'll always be judged for something. Mm-hmm. I'll always be doing something wrong to somebody. Right. right. Um, but those who understand, understand, and they will, they will receive it. Um, whatever it is that I'm, I'm offering for lack of better words. And so I began to find that security and knowing that, my spirituality, right? Mm-hmm. My, my purpose, mm-hmm. what's meant to be will always be, right. and I'm okay with that. Right, right. All right. So we're about to head into the next round, and the next round of our interview section is the spiritual wild storm, <laughs> and that is when I throw out a word, and you just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, Okay. Okay. All right. So, love. Admiration. Mm. Faith. Hope. Okay. Trust. Art. Mm. Purpose. Belief. Soul. Experience. Mm. So, I didn't tell you in the beginning... Whenever I feel like I need to park my car to, you know, clear out the rain, I want to hear more about what you have to say. <laughs> so you said soul and experience. What? Why? Why? Why that word? Because it's the first word that came to mind. But when I think about soul, I think immediately about. I am a, a spiritual being having a human experience. Yes. And I'm allowed to evolve. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to transcend. Yeah. I'm allowed to 
just walk the journey mm -hmm. and and figure it out. And I'm allowed to change. Mm -hmm. So it's an experience. Soul is it's deep, you know, it's it's how you choose to how you choose to acknowledge it mm -hmm. and how you choose to go about doing what's good for your own soul. Yeah. Um, and it's again when we talked about it earlier, spiritual practices. It's an experience. It's it's soul. It's you can't fully identify it, mm. but you feel it, and it's totally yours. Yeah. And it's so unique. Yeah. And so it's just it's fun and it's scary, but exciting, mm -hmm. um, and promising all at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. <laughs> wow, you are talking in here today. I, I appreciated that. <laughs> I appreciated that because I it's interesting because I've been um soul searching for for lack of a better word. And I'm just being more intentional about making sure that I'm in touch with my soul, right? Um, and that I constantly check in because at different points in your life, depending on where you are. You're, you're, you always have this kind of fabric for your soul that, that, that's, that's standard, right? Right. But then the patterns sometimes change. Um, yes. Depending on where you are in your life. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like that saying, um, every level, uh, a new, le a new uh, person is required um, for yes, that level. absolutely. And, and so that's now that I'm in like these transitions, I'm like, oh, what, like, what is what is my soul saying to myself now, or what am I in in alignment with who I'm supposed to be and who I'm becoming? Um, Absolutely. And so yeah, appreciated that. That's why I wanted to park my car right there. That was kind of a little <laughs> selfish, but um, definitely thank you for that. Um, so. The, la the next section of the show is the spiritual toolbox. So if we're able to pull out your spiritual toolbox, just tell me one thing or book or resource that you would use to get through any uh, phase in your life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I laugh a lot because I'm <laughs> always thinking to myself, this is so ironic. Uh -huh. For me, it would be a journal. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and it's like, oh, what? Really? Not yeah. the Bible even? Not not some kind of practical guide for a higher self? No. Yeah. It would be a journal. Yeah. Because reflection is the most powerful thing mm. that a person can do. Yeah. And not necessarily having to reflect by talking to others, which is mm -hmm. great. I, I'm a really big fan of it. I love therapy, so I mean, that's my way of reflecting, right, and processing. Mm -hmm. But I keep my, my journals because they are the stories of my life, mm -hmm. and being able to look back at where I am mm -hmm. and where I'm going. Um, but then journaling has always been my spiritual release, mm -hmm. and I didn't know when things are heavy for me, mm -hmm. I put them in a journal. Wow. And even, you know, people say, oh, you gotta pray, you gotta pray. There's more than one way to pray, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, there's more than one way to meditate. There's more than one way to do the things that we're taught to do through these different religious avenues. Mm -hmm. And for me, the journaling piece 
um, has always been instrumental and pivotal in whatever I have done. And so even as a spiritual being, Mm -hmm. when I began to align myself, when I began to do the Purpose Professor, you know, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was journaling that got me there. Yeah. It was journaling, reflecting, wow. and finding the patterns and mm. saying, oh, man, um, when I journal, I don't feel heavy spiritually. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like I'm carrying a lot because I've let it go. Right. And it's there and it can be kept. And so, of all things, a journal. So, a journal with a pen, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah, that that's a... Man, I'm just sitting here thinking like, wow, because, you know, like you, I don't have a conventional like tool thing um, that I would go to. Mine would be something that I would find useful for me. And that's what I hope that our listeners um, will kind of think about, like, what is personal for me? What works for me? Yeah, everyone's being told, if you're a Christian, yes, the Bible. Yeah, the Bible has a great set of resources or a set of scriptures and passages that will, you know, lead you through um, whatever you're going through. Um, But if you don't understand it completely, then how is that going to help you, right? Um, so find finding whatever that works, whatever works um, for for you is I think is key. It's key. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's really what I began to accept. The same thing, finding what works for you. And I alluded to it earlier, but to kind of come back to it again. At the end of the day, everybody's right and everybody's wrong. Right. Right. It's just finding what you want to be right and what you want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And the more that I see. Just everything, it just makes sense to me that what makes feel your what makes your soul feel well, mm-hmm. what makes you feel grounded and affirmed in who you are. Yeah. But it helps you get through your hard times, whatever will help you believe in what happens after this life passes. If that gives you a peace of mind, you have to do that and you can't be afraid of it. Yeah. Um, I can't really tell you this quickly. I worked at a Christian school. And the time that I went to this Christian school was actually a Southern Baptist institution. It was Mm -hmm. private. And I loved it. But it was also a moment that I realized I was spiritual and not necessarily religious Mm -hmm. and even had questioned Christianity more. Mm -hmm. um, Because my thoughts of Christianity and what other people believe about Christianity may be different. And it wasn't that it was a bad experience. But I felt so fake being there Mm -hmm. because what I believed and what... I thought I was supposed to believe we're not aligning and that made it difficult for me. And I want to say almost even hurtful because I felt like I let down the people for whom I worked. Right. And I felt like I lied to them. Boy, I was really in search of, please help me be Christian. Right. Please help me be the best version of Christianity. But I also realized every time I tried to force myself to believe what other people believe to find uh, a, a soundness, right. To mm-hmm. find security that it didn't work out. Right. <laughs> because I couldn't, I couldn't be consistent with whatever that practice or that thing was. And so I um, ended up not being at that institution for very long. Mm-hmm. But a part of it too, was that I knew I was a Christian going there. And for me, like that I'd always known I was a Christian, but how I believe was different so much that it's like, I'm a, I said the other day, a 
universalist. <laughs> like, <laughs> my 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 foundation is in Christianity, but I'm open to it all. It's like, well, you can't do that. Says who? Right, um, right. <laughs> yeah, but that has been extremely one of those extremely challenging things. But at this point in my life, it is what it is. Yeah, and and I'm okay with that, and. and I believe that God's okay with that too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, Eve, I'm so sad because we're at the end. Like, where did the time go? It felt like we were just getting into the interview. This has been a great conversation, though. Yes. It's, it's been a conversation. So, yeah, it's been a delight and it's been awesome. Yeah. So, I want you to definitely make sure that you share your uh, contacts, social media stuff even talk about where people can get tickets to your tour because I know you have one more stop and I will be sure to put that information also in the description box so definitely look for that but um, let the people know where they can find you I am on Instagram Twitter Facebook and LinkedIn mm-hmm. and it's all the same you can find me at E-V-E-H-U-D-S-O-N-P-H-D. I thought that was real smooth. (laughs) um, So on any of those um, particular sites, if you're looking for me, it's really, again, it's at Eve Hudson, PhD. Mm -hmm. Um, Really easy to find. And if you can't find that, you can find Dr. Eve, Mm -hmm. and I should come up. um, But I'm I'm there. Uh, My website is www.evehudsonphd.com and my email address is eve at evehudsonphd.com so try to keep it consistent make it easy that's how you can find me and I hope that some of you do I'd love to you know have further conversations about the spiritual journey of mine and one that that I'm on this day finally um, opening up about and I'm going to say what's really ironic about this day mm. is that um, it's my grandfather's 80th birthday mm. uh, he passed away my freshman year of college mm-hmm. my second semester and at that time I was heavy into the chapel when mm. I was in school um, you probably remember that Thomas J. Boy. and um, it was my church family that sustained me mm. and you would think well you know during one of the most devastating times of my life that it's a church family that sustained me right mm-hmm. but it was more than that it was my spiritual community Yeah. and so how important it's been even in my transition to have a spiritual community Yeah. Um, people who find it okay to think how I think and feel how I feel and believe how I believe mm-hmm. and so much that many of those individuals in that circle including yourself <laughs> um, have transitioned from being these devout Christians to being more of spiritual beings but yeah. I find that so fascinating and again that's another podcast <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah. I can't make it happen but thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it yes and thank you so much for being our first guest on the podcast and the last part of our show in closing you take it away well I am Dr. Eve and I am a spiritual hipster you heard it here first. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, everyone, please continue to live out spirituality on your terms. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>